Anti-Deficiency Act requires that non-essential agencies and employees of the federal government be shut down when funding runs out. Prior to 1990, funding gaps didn't always lead to government shutdowns, but since 1990, that's the way we do it. During the Reagan administration, however, there were three funding gaps leading to shutdowns lasting a day or less. A funding gap in 1990 during the George H.W. Bush administration caused a weekend shutdown. During the Clinton administration, there were two full government shutdowns during 1995 and 96, lasting five and 21 days. Yes, there was a three-week government shutdown while Clinton was president. Do you even remember it? No. Or did half your family die because of it? No, you don't even remember it. During Barack Obama's presidency, a government shutdown occurred occurred in 2013. That was the last one we had. And again, I don't remember uh, it being that awful. So, well, one of the reasons, as I mentioned earlier, it gets so much attention is all the people reporting about it live in Washington, D.C., and it means a lot for them because their government, their their city is run by federal government funding. Speaking of godforsaken denizens of the Beltway, please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We introduced them for a, a very long time as Ron Meyer of Red Alert Politics. Uh, Ron has uh, got a new gig going now, which we'll let him explain. But uh, here he is, commentator Ron Meyer. Hey, Ron. Hey, how are you? It's uh, good to be back with you. Likewise. How you been, brother? I'm good. You know, i got an 11-month-old. She's climbing the stairs like crazy. You know, hopefully the government shutdown won't stop her crawling. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, things are going good. Well, no no diapers, so she's just going to be going on your carpet, as you know. Uh, so, so this your, is this your first kid? Yeah, number one. So how, how do you, what, what, what has changed in your life now that you're a parent? What has changed is, uh, well, I mean, the sleep actually has been better because you end up going to bed earlier because you put them to bed earlier. And she's a great sleeper. She's an angel child. Her name's Lincoln, which is kind of cool. It was my wife's idea. Mm. And, uh, you know, everything's good. You know, I got a gig in local government in Northern Virginia that I got elected to two years ago. And so. That's going well. That's one of the reasons why I'm actually concerned about this shutdown, because i got a lot of people who actually work for the government. And it's not just the swamp creatures, as some people would call them. It's also folks who are in the military and contractors and people who do a lot to keep the country safe. Uh, and so it's really frustrating, especially when you see our U.S. senators, like Tim Kaine, who is the vice presidential candidate, and Mark Warner, who's obviously a big national Democrat, who slammed Ted Cruz in 2013 for, quote, causing the shutdown. Now, they're the ones voting to shut down the government today. And so it really is pretty royal irony that just in order to oppose Trump, they're willing to shut down the government and hurt basically all of my constituents and all of their constituents in northern Virginia. Well, and, you know, as we've said many times, as usual, what led us to the uh, the moment of the uh, the uh, possible shutdown is just a buttload of stupid I mean, they could yeah. <laughs> they could pass a docket deal easily. You know, there's no particular need to tie it to the budget thing. Everybody know well, no. most people know that. But I mean, the, the, the Democrats are desperate to have it as an issue, right? And well, the thing is, they don't want to fund the border wall, and they don't want a lot of border security with it. And there's a compromise being worked out, but it's not worked out yet. When you're in the middle of negotiating, it's like when you're in the middle of negotiating, just saying, "Well, you have to give me what I want now," or the deal's totally off. It's like, okay, well, there was positive talks towards the deal. Some of those talks were televised and were widely praised. And instead of actually trying to work a deal, they're trying to get what they want now and to basically hold everyone else hostage until they get exactly what they want. You know, they bashed Ted Cruz so hard in 2013. Everybody lit him up saying, how could you hold up the government over this Obamacare issue? You're holding one political issue over the entire government. You're going to hurt seniors. You're going to close the parks. You're going to kick my dog. Uh, and this is all the things they said about Ted Cruz in 2013. But now when it's actual people who represent 
the folks who work in government shutting down the government. The media is totally ignoring this. They aren't talking about the awful effects of what happens when a government shuts down. They aren't going through all the horror stories. All they're doing is praising these Democrats for shutting down the government uh, in order, uh, basically uh, because they're standing up for an issue that's already being negotiated and that both parties agree on. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, nobody disagrees. The, well, the media is ridiculous, as always. That's that's clearly clear. Well, one thing that's possible, and this this is not much better, <clears throat> is if they work out some sort of... Uh, you know, short term, okay, we'll fund things for a month, but not actually accomplish anything deal like they regularly do at some point this afternoon to avoid the government yep. shutdown. And once again, we haven't dealt with any of our big time spending issues or immigration or, or any of it. Well, the, the stupid thing is that the Freedom Caucus put out a statement, which is obviously like the conservative wing. The Freedom Caucus is saying that they're okay with this, the current deal on the floor, but they'd actually like more spending in it. And so now we actually have conservatives who, instead of saying, you know, we actually want to balance the budget, we're, we actually want to see more military spending. And so that's why we thought about opposing it. And so it's like we have nobody on the Hill right now, whether it's the people who are, used to be in the Ted Cruz wing or the Trump wing or moderate Republicans or Democrats who really care about the debt and deficits and getting long-term solutions to those things. It's all about fighting for their own districts, right? And so all these Freedom Caucus members want to bulk up the military, even though the, the Pentagon's own Blue Ribbon study said there's $125 billion of waste in that building. And instead of doing actual, instead of, you know, supporting audits and trying to cut the, the waste there in order to add more funding in places we need it, they just want to continue to grow government. And there's a consensus in D.C., no matter what side of the aisle or how ideological you are, to continue to grow the government. Right. Yeah, there's not too little bipartisanship. There's too much. I think the, your last couple of sentences, Ron, kind of summarized the, the whole giant government experience and, and why we're all doomed. Uh, Ron Meyer, commentator, is on the line. Um, <clears throat> so uh, what's your guess? Uh, do they do they wrangle out a temporary deal or no? Uh, my guess is it looks like no, because there's a couple of Republicans like Rand Paul who aren't going to vote for it, and then all the Democrats are not. And so it would take somebody like uh, Tim Kaine or Mark Warner to flip their vote because you, you have to remember, you know, the Senate has unique rules. And to get these things done, they, you know, it, it, they may need 60. They may be able to pull it off with 50. But even getting the 50 votes right now uh, is, is going to be a hike. And it looks like they're pretty far away from it right mm. now. And so it looks like we're heading that direction. But there's not a lot of chaos. And the good news, actually, is that Trump, the Trump administration is putting out the different ways they're going to minimize the impact of a shutdown. Whereas, remember, Barack Obama in 2013 tried to do everything to make a government shutdown painful. Sure. And so oh, sure. at least we have a president who's trying to, to you know, minimize the impact on the American people while Congress is totally and utterly failing at their basic job. Yeah, every article I read about this talks about the freaking national parks. Um, uh, because that's a, one of the very few levers they have over us during these government shutdowns. Well, yeah, the ninety nine percent of us, Ron, who who don't depend on DC and the federal government at all, and uh, and day the pre- to day, and the previous <laughs> shutdown, they went out of their way to in, in ridiculous in a ridiculous manner that we've gone over many times to make it hard for you to to you know see forests that are right beside the road. Trump's going to try to the best he can keep that stuff open or uh you know viewable so that is a different way to go about yeah. it well i know i know you fellas like hiking in uh in you know four degree weather and, and 30 degree weather but you know the, the parks that probably aren't everybody's top it's there right now parks, right you know, it's the middle of winter but even so trump like i said put out press releases saying the parks are going to be open and everything else 
Whereas, if you remember, they actually shut down monuments in Washington and kicked veterans out of being able to go see their own. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, they did everything but shoot the bisons in Yellowstone. It was incredible, (laughs) and the media didn't call them on the ridiculousness, which was maddening. I effing hate the media. Only you guys. Only you guys. That's right. That's right. (laughs) What's our new uh, motto? Oh, that's right. Democracy dies in silence. (laughs) How do you like it? Guys behind paywalls. That's the Washington Post. Nice. (laughs) Ladies and gents, Ron Meyer. Ron, it's been too long. I know your your gig has evolved, but I hope we can stay in touch. Absolutely, yeah. Media DC is great. Washington Examiner, Weekly Standard. Definitely check out our publications. All right, fabulous. We do it all the time. Thanks, man. Listen, uh, because my hallmark is fairness, I want to say this in fairness. If, If suddenly, somehow, there came before Congress a serious bill, a serious law, that would make it impossible for big business to hire illegal labor and keep their business costs down. Somehow, mysteriously, the Republicans wouldn't quite be able to get to a deal, and there would be some sort of government shutdown if that was their little you know, oh, sure. the thing they feared. You know, please, they're, they're all liars. I'm not a Republican. I'm a skeptic, and they're all liars. Who won't be affected by the government shutdown? TSA, food safety inspectors, border patrol officers, federal prison guards. Uh, if you were wondering about any of that. Um, mail will continue. There just isn't that much. Right. For, for most of us, you won't even notice. <sighs> yeah, the pay for service members. What's this, uh, the status of that? That sucks. And and listen, it's funded through they're they're funded on that through the first, so the shutdown okay. would have to last to the first, I believe, before okay. it become a disruption of any kind. Well, and I don't want to volunteer other people to suffer for what is good because it's just not fair. That's more uh, that's more the uh, the progressive point of view that um, I'm going to express my generosity with your money, but I will tell you this. There is absolutely no way we solve the fatal problems that we face, primarily fiscal, $20 trillion in debt growing like crazy. There is no way we solve that stuff without some serious rocky times. I mean, it's going to be the omelet where you break a bunch of eggs and the pan and the spatula. Oh, yeah, some serious deep cuts in services and some crazy taxes right so the idea that you can't pull off a road to look at the mount rushmore because obama put cones up i mean that sort of inconvenience slash suffering you have not yet begun to suffer america because, if we keep down this road because at some point you actually run out of money mm-hmm. it's just math um you know as of a couple of years ago over six percent of the federal budget is interest on the debt over 6%. That's rough. Mandatory spending is about 65%. That's your entitlements. We can break down the discretionary spending if you want. It's a little less than 30% of the spending of the government. So if your kid's high school says, look, you're not going to be a pro athlete or a singing star. Let's come up with a, a plan B for life. Is that killing their dreams? Or is that good, honest advice? They did a poll. I'll tell you how it turned out. Because one school did that, and they really, there was a backlash. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. 
So I was online last night. What? What? Oh, my God. I got a text. My kid actually went to school today. Really? Huh. Wow. Didn't see that coming. It's a plot twist. and The folks listening haven't um, seen the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, speaking of my kids, so my kids uh, were exposed to the uh, Three Stooges. Oh, while oh we're, a we're, watershed moment. While we're at what we call Cousin Christmas in Kansas. Mm. And they loved it. Uh, how do you not? Oh, please. Physical comedy at its its highest. So I, <laughs> so I thought, I got I to gotta get some Three Stooges on DVD, right? And I did it. So I was going to order some last night. Not as easy as you think, partially because they made movies from 34 to 50, from 1934 to 1950. Mm-hmm. So which ones are the good ones and which ones are the just crap ones? I bought, quote unquote, the Three Stooges collection once. Right. And it was the, excuse me, sorry, elderly, hanging on Stooges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I did a little research of what's the 10 best Three Stooges movies and stuff like that. And there was a bunch of people. And there were, there were, there were a lot of overlaps. So I, I got to look for those. And as yeah. usual, like when you're trying to buy a greatest hits album or whatever, they spread the good ones over over a whole bunch of different ones, right? So right. to get one good one, you have to take five crap ones and that sort of stuff. You can get a box set of everything they ever did. Uh, it's like $60, which seems like an awful lot to spend on the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. It's 20 per stooge. <laughs> Unless... If you're going to break it up that way. Well, right. What about Shemp? Does, does Mo get like 40 well, and see, then you go... Do you pay extra for Shemp or not, right? Yeah. I was always a pro-Shempist. I enjoyed Shemp's work. But I mean, he was no Curly, but neither was anybody else. But the box set is like... Larry was no Curly. You know, they only did shorts for the most part. Right. So uh, the, the box set is like 19 hours of Three Stooges. Wow. Which seems like more than I need. Yeah, well, but for 60 <laughs> bones, are you kidding? I've spent that on dinners that the next night, you know, at the next day, I digested and got rid of. That's how I justify a lot of purchases, mm-hmm. is... Uh, I sat at a bar one time, and, and, and I, how many times have I sat at a bar and spent 25 bucks, you know, on a few drinks, and right. just, you got nothing to show for it. Except urine <laughs> and shame. <laughs> shame. Don't so, forget the shame. <laughs> so I'm going to get the Three Stooges box set. Um, uh, Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. <laughs> I didn't realize oh, the their Stooges. career was so long. Right, so they well. just hung around and went through the motions. Yeah. And like everybody else in that period, just exploited and ripped off and lied to. God, I heard one of the most damning things I've heard. You should think about this and see if it applies to your life. Speaking of going through the motions, I was listening to this podcast of um, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. We may have on the show uh, when he's coming to San Francisco soon. Anyway, he's like this huge YouTube intellectual podcast thing. Provocative. Um, Yeah, but anyway, he was talking about People who are like unhappy with their lot in life and and don't change it, mm-hmm. uh, but just kind of continue on and and how their the epitaph on their on their tombstone should read: He went through the motions and didn't enjoy it. Wow! I thought, geez, that is wow. rough. I can I can wow. name people. I need to I need to take a knee. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, and I don't even know if there's periods in my life I don't think I've done it, but I can name people that are doing that. I know they are. Mm-hmm. They went through the motions and didn't enjoy it. Wow. Of being a parent, of being a worker, of whatever. Just like, you know, just can't wait till this is over your whole life. That is rough. Try not to do that. That's a soul suck right there. Wow. Wow. Too much effing perspective. Right. Yes, Michael. Move on. I never thought you guys would last this long, so <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Nobody did. So this this high school was doing their career day, 
And they sent out a letter. Um, we know that some children would love to be professional sports people or pop stars or famous YouTubers in the future. These are great ambitions, but very hard to achieve. Because of this, on the occasion, on this occasion, career day, we're not allowing these dress-up choices. Instead, we'd like children to think of their plan B choices for future jobs. Um, that went out. Parents rebelled and were very unhappy about that and said that the school was crushing children's dreams and how <laughs> dare they. This is high school, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, God, that so reminds me of the uh, the parents on American Idol when that was big and everybody was watching it. You know, they the kid would be mediocre and they'd get tossed off and the parent would be, don't worry, honey, you are going to be a famous singer. You are. I believe in you. You're looking at that thinking, oh, my God. Please, somebody grab the parent, slap them, and talk to the kid. You're a nice kid. You're a pretty good singer. You can enjoy singing the rest of your life, but nobody's going to pay you to do it. So go get a go get a job. If you're a great singer and a great dancer and really good looking, you're still not going to be a pop star, right. and I would be right 99% of the time. There are 50 of you who live within 50 square miles of you. I'm going to bring you all into a hotel uh, conference room, have you all meet each other, <laughs> and then you'll know what you're up against. Yeah. So so the parents got mad at that, huh? Yeah, so there's real backlash. So I'm not sure I would do that as a high school. I'd, I'd maybe let the kids dress up as a singer and then uh, maybe embarrass them in front of their classmates <laughs> by, by describing how, uh, you know, well, unlikely it is. The, but I don't know. Okay. So, but, um, but, you know, listen, singer's stupid to me. I just music bothers me so much these days because... And and the fact that they call these performers who are, who are glorified strippers artists. There's no artistry. But anyway, <laughs> but but you want to talk about an an actor in general or a musician or a radio host or or, or whatever an astronaut. You, you can't don't you know this is right out of Harrison Bergeron or, or the Rush song The Trees or whatever. Don't saw off the the limbs of the 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 really talented and the good and. Like kiss, crush their dreams, uh, along with the fools. Is Let, it crushing someone's dream to say dress is your plan B? I don't know if that's crushing your dream. You, no, you, you know what? I per, I can, failed to convince myself. You're right. You can still pursue that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But anyway, uh, plan that, B, my ass. I'm going to be a singer. I'll show them the Today Show. Yeah, and if you don't have that sort of attitude, you're not going to ever be a singer anyway. And if you do have that attitude, you're not going to be one either. <laughs> Yeah, might as well have it. So they put it to the uh, a poll on the Today Show, and eighty percent of parents disapproved of the school doing that. And not liked. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the White House Budget Director just said they are planning for a shutdown. Stories oh, coming yeah. up minutes oh, from now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll update you exactly how many hours and minutes to the government shutdown. God God, help us. Stay home from school and work. Kiss your loved ones. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. some follow-up on the whole career day thing at a school where they didn't allow kids to dress as athletes or pop stars. That's kind of interesting sociologically. Talk about that. And, and why am I so cynical about the stupid, stupid government shutdown and the wrangling over DACA and the rest of it and nobody even talking about spending on the spending bill? Uh, interest on the debt is now a bigger expenditure than veterans' benefits in the U.S. of A. Hey, there you go. We could literally double what we do for our veterans. Plus some, if we would live within our means. 
but nobody's even talking about it. Ladies and gentlemen, the federal government will shut down in 12 hours and 25 minutes. Yeah! 12 hours! 12 hours and 25 minutes! Dogs living together. (laughs) So what's the latest, Marshall Phillips? Well, the House Budget Director, Mick Mulvaney, just came out to uh, talk to reporters. Guns blazing. Yeah, he came out and said he's putting the chances of a government shutdown at between 50 and 60 percent. Telling reporters a few minutes ago. Uh, OMB is preparing for what we're calling the Schumer shutdown. It still surprises me and I've been through some of these before, that the Democrats in the Senate are opposing a bill that they don't oppose. Um, They're for clean CRs. uh, They're for the the extension to the CHIP program. Many of them support the delay in some of the taxes, most specifically the medical device tax, the Cadillac tax especially. Um, They don't oppose anything in the bill, but they are opposing the bill. Well, the Democrats are vowing a filibuster unless there's a deal included to protect certain young immigrants involved in the DACA program. Right, but what will the public make of it? What what, what will they remember of it, if they remember of it all? Will they, will they remember that it was evil Republicans who didn't want the Dreamers to get to stay? Or will they see it as the Schumer shutdown? I don't... I, I, my guess would be... The perception, because the media is, you know, 90% in agreement with this, it's because the evil Republicans don't want dreamers to stay. What's it take to become a Canadian? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people might remember how House Democrat leader Nancy Pelosi described the Republican-backed bill. This is is like giving you a a bowl of doggy doo, put a cherry on top, and call it a chocolate sundae. Hmm. I've got a uh, Pelosi sidebar. I don't know if you've heard about this. Nancy, yeah. That sounds awful, by the way. Hey, hey the cops are outside. They say you double parked your broom. You witch! <laughs> Nancy's got a new She's side job. <laughs> She's going to be guest judging on the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Awesome. VH1 announcing the House Minority Leaders among 16 fashion, music, political, and media talents. It'll sit on the main stage panel where drag queens will have to outdo their peers and impress the judges. Really? Oh, boy. Got a new poll out that says most Americans think President Trump's first year didn't go so well. New NBC Wall Street Journal surveys giving the president a 39% approval rating. That's the lowest approval rating in the poll's history for a president after his first year in but office. still at 39%. Yep. It's not 20 or 18 or... Whatever a lot of the Trump hating crowd thinks it should be, it's still at thirty nine percent, which you can get elect you can get reelected in that territory. So here's what's gonna happen. I was listening to a political pundit the yep. other day. The Democrats are gonna take back the House. That's what has happened the last several administrations. Right. You know, there's a huge landside win for the D's or the R's. Then there's the blowback that, that happens because we feel like we've gone too far or something. Um, and then Trump will get to run against the intransigent, intransigent Democrats right. for two years. Right. They're why we can't do good things. Because right. with perhaps four years of fairly explosive economic growth under yeah. our belts. Yeah. And then you still got to have a candidate to run against him. Oh, Halloran. <laughs> we'll see. YouTube is pulling the plug on those Tide Pod Challenge videos. The challenge that has people eat or pretend to eat the small packets of soap. Reality is that ingesting laundry detergent can lead to health problems. What now? 
the tide. You're not supposed to eat the laundry detergent? No, no. They could lead to health problems. They could even kill you. So, you know, you may be aware of the fact that the folks from Tide have employed large uh, and very skilled but but half-witted Rob Gronkowski of the New England Patriots to... uh, to tell kids. Well, I love the tweet the other day. Some guy said, how many wrong turns have we taken as a society that we now have Rob Gronkowski telling teens not to eat detergent? No, 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 no. What the heck is going on, people? Use Tide Pods for washing, not eating. Do not eat. Thanks, Gronk. Put a shirt on. How far can we take this? I'm going to do the Chevron gasoline challenge and have people pretending to drink gasoline straight out of the out of the thing. Just the nozzle in their mouth. See how many people across the country start doing that. And then we've got to put a PSA. No. Do not drink gasoline. That's no challenge. I say you put the nozzle up your hiney, fill yourself up with gasoline, then swallow a match. It's the real gasoline challenge. Yeah, it's become such a problem that some stores have actually started locking up their Tide Pods in the light of the challenge. And what's that music, Sean? Oh, that's from our uh, our PSAs. The more you know? Yeah, yeah. So the more you know in the modern era is not going to be about math or science or anything like that. It'll only be don't eat detergent. <laughs> don't, don't drink <laughs> gasoline. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Watching a culture die. It's interesting. It is. should talk to Brits from, uh, you know, late 1800s, what it was like for them. Armstrong and Getty, watching a culture die. <laughs> the more you know, don't eat detergent. Talk to an ancient Roman. Yeah. Uh, so we got so much more we got to catch you up on. Um few more things on that career day idea. What do you think of it? Text line is 415-295-KFTC. You think the school should tell kids, look, you're not going to be a pop star or an athlete, most likely, so let's, let's, let's come up with a real plan here. You know, we spend a little a little more than half of the, uh, the total on interest on the debt on international affairs. In other words, the debt interest is almost twice as much as we spend on all of foreign policy. It's amazing. As a country, there's more, too. Transportation, food, agriculture, they're all dwarfed by interest on the debt because we can't live within our paycheck. Yeah. God dang it. And it's getting worse. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Relations with North Korea are thawing a bit. North and South Korea getting along a little better. Mm-hmm. Here's the latest. North Korea announced that it will send a group of citizens called the Cheering Squad to next month's Winter Olympics. <laughs> very nice. We sent a cheering squad along. Very nice, yeah. Yeah, and uh, many of them are expected to actually compete in a new event called the 400-meter defection. And so... <laughs> Yeah, you know, we were making jokes about that mixed hockey team they're going to have and how the North Koreans have no s- skates and they're going to eat the puck. Never mind that. <laughs> the, the, the South Koreans are going to show up to the locker room. There's not going to be anybody there. They're going to be skating as fast as they can to the local uh, government office to defect. And one more comment. North Korea, South Korea getting along a little better. 
he says, to set up a joke, which is fine. I think you could read like a, a textbook article about battered spouse syndrome and insert South Korea wherever the victim is. Uh, the North is just wooing the South in for another beating, in my opinion. In in what way? Well, they're you know they're warming relations. They're saying let's march in together. We're buddies. We ought to reunify. Blah blah blah. And do, just wait. They're going to pull something horrendous. But what are they getting out of it? Just a continuation of of what they've got going now, which is developing their nuclear arsenal hmm. and getting where they want to be. That's true. Always well, got to remember that every day that passes where they're not attacked is uh, good news for them. And getting a little more love from China that's pretending to you know really enforce the sanctions but aren't. No. Yeah, I saw that article that now, so uh, Russia is is giving them oil. Right. If it's not China, it's Russia yeah. getting around the, the sanctions on the oil. That's sucko. Um, and, uh, I'm looking at the text line. This is not uh, a good poll. Because, of course, you're going to agree with what I was spouting, probably. Because you're a genius. No, just, yeah. What? Selection bias. If you're already yeah. listening to the show, you're already generally right. a yeah, fan that's, of the that's thought. That's I deny it. that's a thing. <laughs> but the idea that a uh, a school would on career day say, don't dress up as a pop star, or an athlete, or a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely you're going to be that. Let's dress as our plan Bs. Right. And um, parents were uh, mostly unhappy about that. And today's show did a poll, and 80% of parents think that's just killing the dreams of the youth. <laughs> To do that, and it, what's the, the matter with you people? <laughs> the problem I have with it is, if you're, doesn't practically everybody dress up as an athlete or a pop star? Then it's not career day; it's something else. It's fantasy day or something. Right. Yeah. If you're going to have a career day, let's stick to things you could legitimately be. Yeah, and you could put it a little more diplomatically than that. Of but, course. Yeah, and if it's look, if it's your plan B, go for plan A. Nobody's stopping you. This, this, uh, do you, you parents understand you don't actually become a rock star because you dress like one at career day. That's not how it works. <laughs> and I think there's a, a real opportunity too. It's like, okay, you want to be a movie star. Well, that's, that's one career involved in movies. What you want to do is you want to be involved in making movies. Well, how about cameraman? How about cinematographer? How about a writer? What, right. There are a million other things that you can do in the industries that you're sure. interested in yeah. that aren't the ones that get all the attention. If I, I don't know if this is good for society or not. I really don't know the answer to this. That everybody thinks they can be whatever they want to be. Or were we better off uh, years ago where I think if you had said in most schools in America, uh, I'm going to be a movie star when I grow up, everybody said, what? They laughed at you. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. You're going to be yoked to the grinding wheel, a mindless drone. Like the rest of us. Now, shut up. Which is That's what I tell them. Almost certainly true. <laughs> so are we better off with that, the truth, or or everybody uh, pursuing their dream? I don't, I don't actually know the answer to this question. Well, you know, there's middle ground, of course, and that is, look, there's so many different fields. Look into one that interests you, stimulates you. You're not going to want to go to work every day. Nobody does. Nobody but, dresses up as the regional manager for a mid-sized insurance right. company. But turns out you're really Even good. Even though at, that's a perfectly good job. Right. You're really good at motivating people. You're a great team leader. You're... You know, you you get numbers. You're going to be really successful. You're going to have a nice house and a nice life in the insurance business. So absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I don't know. Does that set people? I don't. Again, I don't know. I'm not trying to uh, say I know. Um, does that set you up for for misery? To 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 not think your whole life until you're like 25 and reality hits you in the face that I didn't know I was going to have to do this work for a living, a real job. Mm. This sucks. Yeah. Or are you better off knowing that's what's coming? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. 
But as a, a dreamy dreamer myself, back to the high school thing, if you just stand up in front of the class and you say, look, a lot of you have dreams of being, I don't know, in the movies or a singer or a, I don't know why I keep saying it like that. It amuses me. You want to be a singer or whatever. That's, that's fine. Go for it. You know, we encourage you. But this is an exercise about looking into various different career paths that you can actually, you know, do on a practical level. But if you want to be an actor, go for it. It's fine. But this we're doing something different today. And anybody who would rebel against that and whine and cry and say, you're killing my kids' dreams, yeah, but we're, has no grasp of reality. But again, I think we're on to a different topic, though. If you're going to have a high school career day, uh-huh. what's the point of having it be a bunch of fantasies? Because those are careers. Well, then let's call it fantasy day. But then when we have career day, let's dress as things that you could possibly be. And then we'll, you know, we'll talk about how you get there, what what college classes you take and what the job market is for it and all the stuff they do on career days. Because if you reach for the stars, Jack, and you come up a little short, you can still land on the cloud. Hmm. I didn't know that. You, you can't. They're, they're vapor. They're water vapor. You can't land on a cloud. This you, is a good fall through it and plunge to your death. This is good text. Is anybody going to notice when the North Korean Olympic biathlon team has 1.2 million members? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a member of the Olympic team. Yeah. You know how they keep you from, uh, from defecting, though? And this is true. Oh, yeah. They make it very clear to you, or you already know, we're going to murder your children. We're going to torture and murder your children. If you defect, and that's honest to God, what they will tell you and what they will do if right. you defect or, to send a message to other people that might defect or their famous technique of the next three generations of your family, which is anyone incredible. living and then the next two will be worked to death and tortured to death in the work camps. How uh, dark three is that? generations? Yeah, it's the way they do it. And we'll let them breed. So they make another generation we can torture. You sure you want to defect? Some people still do. Actually, they're, they're famous. There are moving stories of tearful, tearful meetings in North Korean families. Recent military guy that right. defected. His, his brother right. said, do it. Go. If right. you can get out, go. They all. That's what they say. We'll suffer. You do it. You have our blessing, which is, you know, you think about the problems you have and the gripes you have with your family members. Please. Oh, my poor, my little one, little D heading back to college and she's a little upset because we're very close and she goes to school a long way and blah, blah, blah. And I texted to her. I said, you know, it's so much better for it to be painful to, to part than we all hate each other and we can't wait. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is true. So In the long run, that's definitely let better. Let that be your comfort. Yeah. But anyway, the North Koreans, where were we? Ah, that's it. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm yeah. sorry. Government shutdown. How many hours? How many minutes and hours? Let me look up the. Oh, Got to find the clock. See how close we are. You gonna follow this all day long? Huh? I got an alert on me. My, uh, yeah. No. I got an alert on my phone. I'm not gonna pay it the least attention. Twelve hours, four minutes, thirty-seven seconds. Twelve hours and four minutes. George Washington spinning in his grave. Man, so, go ahead, go. shut it down, keep it close. We don't care. I, you know what? Open it up in April. We'll let you know how badly we missed you in the spring. Idiots, liars, hypocrites. That's too thieves, scum. This is too dark. I don't want to go there. Don't go there. Uh, Apple is blocking an app that detects net neutri- net neutrality violations from the App Store. <laughs> Somebody came up with an app Beautiful. that would be able to figure out when um, you know people are being squeezed. Hmm. So they're not getting, uh, well, you know, not, they didn't pay enough to get the, 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 the faster connections and all that. Wow. Um, Thanks, Apple. Apple will nice not job. allow that app in their app store. 
Wow. That reminds me, there's a uh, a giant lawsuit being formulated that you won't hear about in the media uh, that uh, they've found that Google and Twitter and the rest are systematically um, uh, discriminating against conservative thought uh, in wild ways. Like, the, you know, the whole, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Prager University videos that they've stamped with uh, adults only on YouTube and, like, segmented, they're entirely political and thought, issue-oriented, educational, et cetera, et cetera. But they've been branded as something dangerous because they're outside of the norm of uh, the progressive point of view. That's just ridiculous. Uh, one, I heard a libertarian thinker say the other day, the government is not going to censor you. Forget about fearing the government. It's going to be uh, tech giants, tech giant companies. They are by far the greatest source of uh, the quashing of uh, free speech, free ideas. Or manipulating, yeah, which yeah. which information goes where. I've got mm-hmm. more on that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that that's the scary thing, since that's where we get all our info in the modern world. Um, and Clips of the Week, for those of you who get the award-winning fourth hour. Ah, yes. Still haven't seen that award. I'm not exactly sure what it is. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.